So we just had um, our first ever experience of um, recording, starting to record an episode and then uh, messing up so bad that we had to start again. Oh, so don't, it was don't only give that away. I, I like to give everything away, you know that. And it was only, um, but we only got a few minutes in. So the topic we were doing, we'll come back to fresh, but we're not going to record. We're going to leave the topic we were just doing so that we can hopefully forget about all about what we just said um, and come back into it. But what it does mean, Chris, is that there's extra pressure um, on you or anyone that you want to fold the task off uh, in a gig economy way um, to, in terms of picking the topic for the episode now. I've got one immediately, and it is debate. Ah, oh, Chris, you've done it. You've done it yeah. again. Pulled, uh, pulled, <laughs> pulled victory from the jaws of the teaser to the podcast. Rank ideas. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast Rank Ideas, yet again. Uh, Chris and I here, uh, the podcast folks, the podcast uh, two, as they call us, um, here to rank every human idea from start to finish, from best to worst, from alpha to omega, uh, really just from best to worst of those three things. But um, What, yeah, what do you uh, think we would ha- sound like if we started to really chase, like, listeners? Like, if we're like, okay, by the end of the year, we want to have a million people listen to this podcast, what... How dumb do you reckon we'd we'd get with it? Like, how much fun do you uh, reckon? It's, I, it's it's crazy that you think that this isn't already me in shameless uh, <laughs> <laughs> lowest common denominator mode. Um, but yeah, you're right. I would be singing a lot more, a lot more musical episodes. I would be, um, yeah. Just I don't think uh, I don't think the lowest common denominator is the route to a million listens. Okay, well then. I'm sorry, I, I don't even know why I good, said a million, but I just, I just think like I think heaps of, of, of um, you know, I, I think they're incredibly worthwhile things right at the top of what people consume in their media. Chris, I mean, Chris what, wants, uh, Chris wants a million listeners. That is, that is uh, a canonical fact in uh, Rank Ideas continuity from now on. You're right though, Chris. Plenty of stuff <laughs> that is popular is also excellent, deep, rich, and fantastic. I mean. You know, uh, the song um, Benny and the Jets by Elton John, for uh, for just one example, um, is uh, giving you everything you want, including uh, beloved popularity. The the whole canon of of human experience and your your example is Benny and the Jets. Yes. Yes, that's right. And uh, that's why um, I uh, am ready at any given time to debate my positions and ideas uh, ah. because I know, I know that something is spicy. Uh, that's not true. I never debate things, and I'm excited to talk about why. So thanks for bringing this topic up, Chris. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that. And um, I'll be, I'll be I, I, you know, like the listener, I'm excited to learn why, why that might be. Um, do you want to start off by giving us a definition of debate, though? Yeah, I, I think. think de- I imagine it's a pretty straightforward one. Um, also, yeah, I, th- I think debate is a, is a type of argument that has uh, a performative uh, audience um, inclusive lens over it um, that is um, about uh, very, very much based on the idea of um, one person uh, trying to have their argument win out to deliberately win over another person's um, argument rather than just um, elucidated. Um, so yeah, do do you think that there's a performative element to it? Like you can't just have a debate between two, two people. 
I think that there, uh, I think you absolutely can, but that performative, that still creates a performative aspect between those two people as in, yeah, like, um, my, this, this is getting, I, I don't want to be springing into a critique before I finish defining it. Um, by which I mean, I do, um, the idea of, um, the idea of debating someone instantly, uh, puts, puts the person debating into a performative frame rather than a frame of high openness or transparency. As in, if you are going to, uh, prove if, if, if you're going to be working on the idea of holding your position and proving your position, then you need to be amassing whatever, um, construction of reality is going to be doing that, uh, which isn't the same as yep. which, yeah, which, which to me is performative. Okay, great. I, I feel like that that's more just a, um, a definitional, um, fluidity than, uh, anything else. I feel, uh, that's exhaustive. That's great. Um, debate, uh, I guess the key characteristic that you've already hinted at at the start there is the um, the rigidity of like of trying to um, uh, of, of trying to persuade others that you whatever position it is you're representing is is a universal, absolute, correct, final version of whatever is the subject is that you're exploring. And I know that we're both pretty dim on that sort of certainty here in the Rank Ideas Studios, um, aka I don't know which room you're in, but I'm in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my bedroom. Oh, you're great. Um, but, uh, I don't think that that's the, that's the virtue. I don't think the virtue of it is that, um, it's a cool thing to do, or it's like a nice way to communicate. Um, I, I think that, uh, I can think of all the debates that are going on in society at the moment on, you know, any, on all the massive topics. And I feel like even though it personally sickens me and I, I, I really, um, uh, have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts of my own, but I, um, I, I often very uncomfortable going into the public sphere to, to battle for them or to, to be battled with upon them. Um, which, which might be surprising cause I write a lot of opinion pieces and, um, and relative to me for sure. Spe- and, I, and I'm often speaking to, to, uh, various things as well, but I, I, uh, I, I find it, the general discourse of debate pretty, pretty trashy and, um, and, uh, personally costly. Um, but I think that there's a virtue to having people kick around ideas back and forth and having, you know, these soulless people with thick masks that have eaten their faces, um, <laughs> uh, out there representing these things because through that you do get a sort of whittled down, um, uh, various positions that, that, that do expose some sort of, do represent some sort of form of reality and truth of, of a collective aggregate, that, that doesn't give us the, the necessary, doesn't necessarily give us the worst outcomes, uh, as far as human society goes. I feel like, um, yeah, the people who would argue in favor of debate would argue very simply, um, in favor of the idea of persuasion as being a necessary part of argument. Um, but as in just having the best information and the, and the best facts, quote unquote, like, uh, or, the, or just having accurate information or a compelling argument isn't enough, um, because for better or for worse humans, um, respond and take in information based on a lot more than just how uh, rigorously co- uh, constituted that information is. Um, so mm-hmm. the, the idea, I think the attraction of debate to people is the idea of um, uh, having a skill set of persuasion. Um, I would say a little bit like when we were talking about um, faith and part of my arguments about Dan waiting faith towards the bottom of the list was the idea that a lot of the benefits that people ascribe to faith, like uh, really for me, just come under the the larger idea of judgment or um, discernment. Um, I'm a little bit like that in terms of the distinction between debate and persuasion. Like I think persuasion is 
uh, potentially laudable skill set to have and a thing to pursue. Um, I think debate is has absolutely become colonized um, the center of people's concept of how you persuade. And to me, that is, yeah. but it, it it hasn't led to greater levels of persuasion. Um, and as someone who whose uh, refusal to debate things in public spheres um, has led to me uh, communicating in public spheres very, very rarely indeed, um, almost never. Um, I, uh, yeah, the, the, to me, the judgment that I make that's negative is the idea that, um, debate, uh, puts a win condition onto argument. And to me, that's the fatal flaw. Like the idea is it's the, it's, to me, it's one thing to say, you have to argue your position fit rigorously, um, persuasively, compellingly, charismatically, and, uh, using the full skill set toolkit of human, human communication. I got no beef with that. For me, the problem with putting a win win or loss condition onto argument is that you uh, undercut a person's ability to be um, the best version of a communicator right out of the gate because they aren't able to do one simple thing, which allow like the simplest thing which allows you to build rapport with someone that you're arguing with, which is the ability to make concessions, see things from their perspective, pivot and change your mind or open out your perspective. All of which I think, I know, I feel like the obsession with debate has led to people to think of those as failure conditions. Um, and I think that they're the opposite. Like, I think that, um, again, yeah. also... And also it creates an unlevel play, playing field where if you have someone who shows up just to um, to have a discourse with someone and then another person shows up to debate, well, there's no, uh, there's no uh, clean, there's no match. There's, there can be no um, uh, constructive meeting of the minds between those two people because the one person will be, uh, at best, the one person will be giving ground to a person who is only taking ground. I hadn't really uh, de deconstructed any any of this like that, but uh, it certainly resonates everything that you're saying. I feel that um, if I think of the people who are like a, a great frustration of mine is that the people who are maybe the the best debaters or or agitators for a, a cause or best at representing something uh, never that uh, like it's it's almost incompatible that you would then also be the best at um, critically thinking about those things because, because to, you know, there are, there are so many different experiences and nuance. And obviously the, I mean, what, what is it? The, um, what's the effect where the, um, the more, you know, about something, the less certain you are and, and vice versa, because the, um, the Dunning Kruger effect. Dunning Kruger. That's right. Yeah. Um, because uh, inevitably anything you're looking at that's, that's contested in the public realm is nuanced and does have, have, um, isn't universally agreed upon and does have many facets for consideration. So, um, the, the certainty is to, to be certain in, in agitating for something is what is going to make you a good debater or going to make you a compelling uh, person to listen to, or at least, um, is at least going to gain traction where your take is like a, um, in, is it a, a epitomized version of whatever it is that you're representing? And then that's going to be what's represented through, through various media channels to, to different people because you get to know that X person represents X position, not X, X person is really, has a really nuanced take on how, oh, there's actually multiple sides to everything. You know, that's that's not as not as memeable a, um, an output. And so, um, so I, yeah, I, that, that sort of colonisation of the um, public sphere is something that's, 
there's something that I find really gross as well. I've actually been offered um, like mul- multiple times um, have been given chances to have paid and paid means a lot in my um, precarious life mm. um, uh, weekly opinion columns and things like that. Um you know, with with really respected mastheads and things like that, and I just I just can't bring myself to do it because I just think it's such a a foul incentive to to be to to have a position a default that you have something worthy to say about whatever's going on all the time, no matter who you are, no matter what it is. Like I just think that that's if I see the people that do that over time, I feel like it it really corrodes your um, capacity to have that have that uh, nuance and reception to other to other people's experiences and not to say there aren't people that do it very well. There, there absolutely are. I, I just don't think that I can sit in that incentive structure well. And I, um, and, and that's hard for me because it's actually, uh, I feel like it's a skill of mine. I feel like I can agitate a cause very well. Like I, I feel like if, if, um, you know, if I were less, uh, personally discerning in the, th- in a few of the things that I believe it would be very easy to go down the path of, um, you know, like of being a political campaigner for something or, or, um, uh, I don't know, speak, speaking to things regularly, but I, I just don't think that, um, I can't purport to hold the universal truths that people have seem to want to have when they are doing those roles and, and, and the universal truths that people hold in themselves that, that gives them a certainty that outcompetes those who, who don't, don't, don't hold them in the same way. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I think, um, yeah, I, I am, I hadn't articulated as debate as opposed to anything else, but I'm, I'm very inclined to agree with you about the, 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 the pitfalls of that, of that format. I mean, opinion columns are different and I have read, I've read opinion columns that I thought were well constructed and good and compelling and useful, but let me, let I definitely think that a lot of the, that the majority of opinion columns being garbage all the time is heavily to do with how much debate style ideation has leaked into that format. The idea of even when someone's ideally like ostensibly monologuing to an audience, there's still this idea of wanting to have, um, this wanting to have a win or a loss condition on over another theoretical, um, or literal, uh, debater or position, um, inherent in there. And that's not me, you know, like this is not me trying to argue against the idea of wanting to, of being allowed to say that other people are wrong and you're right. If you think so, um, I do that all the time. Um, the thing, um, I, uh, value personally for myself is the ability to suddenly realize that I'm wrong and publicly admit that in the moment, um, is to, is to have the, you know, like I, I, I like having uh, spicy conversations about real topics. Um, also, the stakes for that are relatively low for me because if I come in really hard with an opinion um, and someone offers a good counterpoint to it that instantly shifts my perspective, then I value being able to instantly concede that change my mind and start thinking and discuss, not just not just thinking differently on the fly, but then discussing the implications of that with that person on the fly in a way that is that allows them in, that allows us to find common ground, even if we have big disagreements around things still. And uh, let me put it this way. A lot of the time in my life, I fail to allow space for that because the way that I express something is a little bit too um, pithy or um, got, you know, like I'm uh, glib or just feel, you know, I use vocabulary that just feels a little bit debatey and shut downy in a way that makes the other person feel like they're not going to bother trying to offer their perspective on the thing because I, I come across them as, as blocking or as not willing to learn. And I try and uh, and once I've noticed, uh, I've, I've had people gently point that out to me when I was younger and it's been a long 
period of me improving. And I feel like all the best conversations I have now are ones where I'm making lots of concessions um, and conceding a lot of points to the other person. Um, in terms of what you were saying before about uh, people's debating, uh, shrinking down their own ability to work outside of their ideation. I think it's interesting. We did ideology a couple of episodes ago, and I think there's some cross mapping here in terms of, um, what we know about how the more intelligent you are, um, these, the easier it can be to, um, rationalize and, uh, to fool yourself basically to, um, come up with constructions of reality that service your own confirmation biases because of how many, communication tools and debating tools you have to enact on yourself um, to protect the things that are protective of your own selfhood and ego and value system. Um, I think that- And how socialized the counter, mes- the counter messages are. So if you could, yeah, if you can outcompete those. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that's- By navigating better. That said, there's this, there's this whole other, there's kind of two extremes of the debating mindset because you also meet these people. I mean, there is such a thing as, as ch- uh, championship debating, which has a whole sporting culture on it. Um, there is an entire sporting culture version of debating that happens that people do at kind of secondary and tertiary tertiary levels uh, through schooling or in other places. And there are people who um, literally get, ex- you know, they, they'll, for, for fun and craft, they will uh, purposefully practice taking on seemingly indefensible positions and arguing for them. Like, you know, in a completely, you could call it a cynical way, but really they're just doing it divorced from any idea of their personal beliefs or ideology and they're just they're just doing it as a sport that they're practicing winning. And I feel like there's an interesting that's one extreme of person. And then you've got the person who is just completely ideologically driven and is working um, to uh, to win ideological debates to further their course. But then I think there's also just some weird subtle uh, cross spect- like spectrum between those two people. As in, I feel like a lot of time people who start out from a pure ideological position and then become a creature of debate. Um, can often end up abstracting their arguments and their day-to-day um, uh, sports-style debating ideation a long way from what might have originally motivated them to do the thing because they've become so obsessed with the team-style point for you know ranking of points. Even just the yeah. idea, I, I, even just the idea that a that an argument has to have a winner and a loser that is judged by the audience is offensive to me, and I feel like it gradually is detraining the intellectual rigor of world audiences because people are watching debates that might have a bunch of nuanced points being made that might not even be debates that might be two people um just having an open discussion uh but if there's an ideological charge charge or valence put over it or the way it's presented um the or the literally the title that it's given as a youtube video then the audience is conditioned to jump straight to judging who quote-unquote won or quote-unquote lost yeah it reminds me straight away of um uh, shows like Q and A and how like despite you know I'm I'm a person that's interested in society I'm interested in um, different perspectives I like to see what people think and I like to hear you know uh, I like to have some engagement with what what's happening in the world around me but those shows are so repulsive to me because uh, and I think it, it's it's exactly this element it's it's the sort of the idea of a winner but I, I think that we should be fair to um, the the topic and format, just because it's something that has, um, uh, as you say, colonized the center space of so much of the public sphere. I, I think that there is still a utility to the style um, because, you know, whilst, whilst the, the, the participants may be playing to win and, and to convince everybody of their, of their um, perspective, I feel like you can watch a debate between two people who, or two groups that are playing that game and 
and uh, it provides a um, it provides a for a forum to bounce your own ideas off against those presentations. And you might it doesn't mean that everybody like you know we can credit the audience a bit more than than a win or lose. People aren't watching me like oh that that person was right about hundred percent of what they said, or that person was wrong about hundred percent of what they said. I, I feel like you can watch those things and be like oh wow these are these are um you know, these are cases that are presented. I seeing that is, is provided sort of a topography against which I can sonar my own ideas and, um, and, and, you know, for my own perspective, I think, I think that is a, is it the best way to achieve that? I don't know. Uh, I would, I would say no instinctively. Um, but, uh, but everybody's different and, um, I'm sure for some people it is, um, as somebody who haughtily thinks of myself as the type of person who watches a debate and take and gleans all the nuance from it, and and uh, you know is 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 isn't enthralled to the idea of having to um, cleave to one person's position or another, um, that that tracks uh, like that you know that tracks is a thing that's possible. I still think that the that the that the form tends that the form is doing so much that um, as a as a cultural phenomenon that undermines people's ability or willingness, uh, um, or just trained experience of doing that. Um, and I, uh, definitely feel, and, and again, to me, it would be about proving that it's, that it's not just replaceable by other forms of argument. Like, again, I absolutely, because as someone who, you know, my favorite, my favorite thing is just uh, format to hear the uh, delivery of ideas is just an in conversation with just have, which, you know, and a really soft one where basically get an expert on something, let them hold forth, give them some helpful prompt questions to help the flow of their flow of their monologuing going and take it in. I also recognize, and this is what I can, this is, um, I happily concede out of what you just pointed out is that you don't get everything there because if someone's monologuing, then you're relying on me as an individual person to come up with all of the counter arguments to what they're saying in my mind. Whereas having a, uh, a third human being, uh, with, uh, particularly if they've got good expertise, um, point out the potential flaws or other perspectives in their argument in front of me is very helpful to me. Like it's very helpful for me to have someone grilling another person about their positions. Um, and that's why I am a huge fan of argument, like between two or more people. To me, argument is great. To me, the idea, uh, the, the, my thing against debate is the idea of debate being an argument where the, where the goal of each person is to get to the end of the argument and not have their minds changed or more accurately, more accurately, not show that their mind has changed or present the, or present, uh, or, or feel free to, um, show that like someone debating might, I feel like people debate and get their minds changed all the time, but I feel, and they just don't let themselves show it because they're trying to win the debate in the moment for the audience, even if that audience is just the other person, which it frequently is. But even then I think that, uh, yeah, there's just, it just slows down. <laughs> it, it, uh, the, I feel like if, uh, if you just take the idea of oh, a, an argument where I'm not allowed to change my mind and take it out of that just into the sphere of other types of argument or other types of persuasion. Um, yes. Then the argument is for me is like, does debate specifically and the idea of putting a sporting culture onto argument, which look, it's fun. Like it's often, if it's often just straight up fun to watch and the, I, I'm, I'm just as susceptible. Yeah. I'm just as susceptible. Or I used to be, I used to be susceptible there. It was like, Oh, did you hear Blara is going to debate Blara on YouTube? And I'd be like, Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Now I'm completely sick of it. I'm like, no way. Um, whereas if literally all it would take to make me want to watch it is to be like, Oh, these two people are going to have a conversation, like just, just a human conversation and an, or even an argument, they're going to have an argument. I mean, the one thing, 
I think, and maybe this is just certain type. This is my irrational um, annoyance at certain types of performativeness. But like sometimes I would just rather if two people are really um, hostile towards each other's positions that they just allow themselves to argue more rather than have to couch it in this in this um, uh, faux mature. Um, you know, uh, narrative of debate. Oh, we're we're having a rational debate. It's yeah, like, it's like yeah. no, just there's often a lot of violence in it as well. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I like a violent argument. Yeah. I'm like, no, just give me a violent argument without that. That's that has yeah, that yeah, has, yeah. has the, the courage. The hidden violence has the courage of its convictions. Yeah. Um. I uh, I still want to unpack a bit more the idea. So say if like, is there no utility? Say if you've got a, a, a debate on a critical topic and you've got uh, diametrically opposed positions being um, contested by mercenaries, like you know, just just skilled mercenaries that don't care. Profession, yeah. Professional debaters. Yeah, and they they don't they don't care at all for the the causes that they're extrapolating. They're just very skilled at um, uh, bringing up all the, the the relevant points for whatever it is that they're interrogating and countering the other ones that are brought up by someone else. I, I think there is I think there is a utility in that. I I, I don't pursue it as a cultural. Um, phenomenon um i find that <laughs> ironically when you're just talking about youtube debates i find that anytime people who just have different uh, you know worldviews that are put together to, to debate they're just firing off into the sky nowhere near each other they don't address the things that they're that each other are saying oh, often is it, my experience um but I, I think that they're like it kind of reminds me a little bit of like say the le- the adversarial legal system there's not um you know there's not a um or even more cynically, uh, parliamentary uh, parliamentary processes where you know we don't have um, we, it does, it's, it, the the it doesn't matter that the person who's make, mounting the case has the courage of has the has the true conviction of whatever it is that they're saying, but there's there's a utility for everyone else to have the ideas tested by rigorous experts, um, and I, I don't feel like uh, those you even need to be just the domain of experts to to get utility out of debates. I feel like. Um, I feel like I feel like there's something there's something there that 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 exists exists for a reason. I don't think it only exists just because of um, other social failings and the inability to uh, better articulate um, Let me, the the, th- the case for anything. I feel I feel like the meme of it is the the meme of of that sort of contest is so um is is compelling that it draws people into to, to as a byproduct have things interrogated that they might not otherwise give the bandwidth to interrogate. The, the appealing and worthy thing to me is the idea of people being prompted or trained or um, incentivized to go through the full thought experiment of arguing for positions that aren't their own or are contrary to their own. I th- that's appealing. And I think, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of um, uh, relative worth to that. And I will concede that um, the uh, that de- specifically doing it as a debate, but which which we're saying is uniquely the idea of being like, okay, you have to argue this as if you were arguing it, arguing for your life, um, is potentially a useful thought experiment to get someone to really go all the way into the spirit of arguing another theoretical pers- person's argument. So that that I like the that I like the idea of. That's like the germ of the thing. I still think there are ways that you could do. Yeah, it's an easier way to do it. I still don't think it's the essential way to do it. And um, I still think that um, everything that is that has utility, because again, it's it started for real reasons, which is that um, across human across human history, a lot of ideas and the presentation of them did have life and death stakes. People were people argue for their lives all the time. So the idea of it having that kind of win, like factually, there is a win loss condition 
for certain people's arguments, as in if certain arguments get elevated, some people will win and some people will lose. So it's very easy for me to empathize with the idea of wanting to bring that further to it. Um, that said, I feel like, yeah, we've, <laughs> unlike a lot of other stuff where, you, where ideas we're looking at where we're just, we've looked at other ideas where we're just starting to see how they've worked at scale. Um, I feel like we've really thoroughly seen how the idea of debate works at scale now. And it's, um, I feel like the toxic byproducts that are inherent in it have surpassed its utility um, in most arenas. And um, yeah, I don't, um, I think that you could just, I think that you could easily come up with other more, better, more rigorous argument formats that uh, could kick it out of the, well, and most of them are just about taking things, taking ideas out of argument rather than adding different models. And one of them is just the idea of, of, um, of the win condition. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, let, let's get to ranking. Let's I think get, we'll have a, let's a, a nicer summary. Nice one. Um, do you, uh, is there a part of the list that um, makes sense to you to start looking around, Chris? Uh, bottom half. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for me, it's uh, for me, it's easily down under cheating. Like there's like cheating, cheating just yeah. cheating just yeah, yeah, cheating course. destroys it. Like just just detonates it. <laughs> um, inheritance was one inheritance and marriage for me ones that yeah we were just that they're they're almost like a weird i feel like they're the real middle of the list to me forgetting about in terms of qualitatively even if they're down a lower third because for me they're the region of the list where it's stuff ideas that i'm like relatively neutral on in terms of stuff where it's like yeah this this isn't they, they I, I don't find them super offensive to be or uh to be a part of society but i don't i don't feel a, a drive to include them in society either as much inheritance still a little bit, but marriage, marriage is like marriage is for me is the real middle of the list where it's like, eh, you know, um, I, I feel like debates probably below that then, because it's, it's not just a matter of like, do you include it or not include it? it, it it's, it's more, um, well, including it, um, you know, ha, uh, means that it's going to take any terrain away from other types of, um, ideas, contestation. So, yeah. Um, I think um which which is a which is a loss which is a negative totally and I think it's below celebrity just be, which is under marriage just because we found some nice uh yeah there was there were some aspects of celebrity that were um mm, yeah what do you think actually like so we've got celebrity genius health borders fandom fairness under that faith fulfillment ideology that's our kind of I feel like marriage is sliding I feel for me um celebrity under marriage celebrities are the first one we're sliding into oh no these are ideas that i'm that i'm pretty down on but celebrity is the one where it's like oh this it's i don't feel the need to um take it out onto the curb and spray it with a fire hose as much like it's it's still got some i can i'm open to the idea that there are benefits to celebrity um that are unique and uh, can't be replicated better by other things but underneath that i'm not so sure I think something that's still missing for me actually in this conversation is, um, is, uh, do we think that if debate didn't exist at all, then, um, some accompanying version would replace it or is, is, is it just a sort of gross form or, or no, a, a non-ideal form that's of what, that's why I'm so down contest of ideas? That's why I'm so down on it because I think with, without debate, you still have argument. Like you still have, um, you still have persuasion. You still have, um, rhetoric, you still have, um, 
yeah, the you still have discourse. Like, uh, I feel like. But do you do do you think that people would engage in them in the same to, to the same degree, just with a different um, different face? Is that is that? I mean, you could sort of, you could hope for that. We are sort of crafting the ideal society after all. We can't get rid of these things, but um, I think that's the argument for inc- for taking debate out is that they would be forced to, as in without you still you have to you have to elucidate a discourse without debate in the world you still have to just to have a society and as soon as and as long as yeah. and as long as debate is in there because it's the sexiest sportiest because it's the sport version it's going to be the most appealing uh inst- instantly in that sugar rush way and to me that's the argument for mm-hmm. getting it out of there because it's yeah it's okay yeah, great yeah I, I forgot that i forgot that um you know like ideology is also something that we're naturally drawn towards in large groups exactly is, exactly. tra- is a trash way of doing things. So yeah, yeah. Um, great. Well, then lower than lower than everything that you've said. I think. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, then. I'm sorry. No, no, not, not everything. everything but, um, not everything. I think it's not as bad as ideology. I wouldn't say it's as bad as fulfillment or faith. Um, I'd say for me, it's for me, it's worse than fandom. Uh, so really, it's to me, it's versus fairness, like uh, debate versus fairness. I feel like um, for me. As as roasty as I was on fairness, I still feel like the ideas. I still feel like the reason that fairness started in the first place were laudable and good. Um, in a way that, like, you would. I feel like there's a higher demand. If I'm the person, set the person, i.e., me in this instance, saying get rid of fairness is being held to a higher, has a bigger um, task to then come up with alternate modeling for how to organize society versus the person who says let's just chuck out debate. I also think that the the sort of weaponization of um, fairness is something that that becomes more damaging in, in the debate sort of format of of contest. So yeah, good point, great um, point, and is incentivized a lot. Th- yeah, that's so I, I think yeah, also just below it. That's it, and yeah, because because the, then I think uh, the three things that would be under that if we put it under fairness, faith, fulfillment, and ideology. To me, they're they're bigger, larger, more encompassing idea contagions um whereas debate is just a format so um there's only so much yeah. there's only so bad it can be cool all right so chucking it in so um you know you know how this is f- ultimate proof of how rigorous and selfless i am in our uh s- s- placing of these ideas how much it's really just about uh reaching the most sensible inclusion because we are breaking up all of the f's now uh, yeah, I, it was my first thought. <laughs> as a, at this point, so the our final, our bottom five at this point had been uh, in descending order, fandom, fairness, faith, fulfillment, um, and then ideology underneath, um, which just show, shows how what a crap idea ideology has. One more sin in its favor is that it doesn't start with F, but now we'll have uh, a couple of discrete, <laughs> a couple of discrete <laughs> F pairs. Um, and uh, yeah, a ra- Great. and a raging D uh, enters the fray. Um Goodness. Terrific. Indeed. Um, great, Chris. Thank you for, I've, I really appreciate it. I feel you um, held me to task there um, as we discussed the idea in a way that um, makes me feel uh, confident with where we ended up and not just, and not like we just jumped uh, into my first instinct, which obviously that's just how we work it here at the podcast rank ideas. Yeah. Professional bedroom studios. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and take us out, Luke. Please. Just a nice meal or something. Time.